Sports Radio 93.7, the Fan Panthers Insider, Saturday, October 14th. Pit football's back today. It's going to be a wet one. Rain likely all day. Could slow down. Could stop at some point. After kickoff, Panthers take on the number 14 ranked Louisville Cardinals. 6.30 p.m. kickoff at Acrisure Stadium. As Nicholas Cowish shared, we'll have the pregame show. Network pregame show at 4.30. Panther preview show prior to that with Bob Pompiani, Paul Zeiss, Doran Dickerson. Myself, Larry Richard, Doran Dickerson will take you through the pregame and then the legend, the voice, Bill Hillgrove will be back in the saddle this week with us after missing the past couple weeks on the road with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll be back on the play-by-play duties for that 6.30 kick and it is a big football game, big football game for the Pitt Panthers that sit at one and four. Not a place that anybody anticipated, including me, the Panthers would be. A one and four football team going into a bye week. Changes made, changes abound for the Panthers, most notably at the quarterback position, Christian Veyer. Christian Veyer, as that was, get that clear this week, Christian Veyer met with the media and, and set the record straight on how he wants his name pronounced. So Christian Veyer will take. Take the first snap from center tonight and play quarterback for the Pitt Panthers, a transfer from Penn State, a Canadian product, talented, passer, athletic. We'll see what he can do in Frank Signetti's offense to try to give this team, as Pat Narduzzi said, a spark. But Christian Veyer is going to have to do it once again with an offensive line that is continued to be banged up. Mack and Solvis lost for the year after the West Virginia game. Certainly Ryan Jacoby. Uh, was lost prior to the start of the season. We haven't seen Jake Cradle in a couple weeks. Uh, it has been an interesting rotation for the Pitt Panthers on their offensive line, and they're facing a defense in the Louisville Cardinals that got after Sam Hartman in Notre Dame last week, forcing five turnovers, sacking Hartman five times, and forcing three interceptions. So they're going to have to do a really good job up front, and Christian Veyer is going to have to get the ball out of his hand against this really talented Louisville defense. The defensive side of the ball, the Panthers did not play well against Virginia Tech. That was clear in the final score, 38-21. They struggled to stop the run, uh, particularly with the quarterback, Kyron Drones. This week, they'll face a more traditional offense, I would say, in terms of how they deploy uh, their personnel groupings. The quarterback is not a runner. He can extend plays. Jack Plummer, the starting quarterback for Louisville, who's a two-time transfer from Cal, but also by way of Purdue where he played for head coach Jeff Brom. But they're more dangerous in the passing game with a bevy of transfer receivers. We have heard there have been reports out of Kentucky that Jamari Thrash, the 6'1", 185-pound transfer from Georgia State, their leading receiver with 30 receptions and six touchdown catches, may not go tonight. We will find that out certainly pregame. But the guy that the Panthers are really going to focus on tonight, and we know that Pat Narduzzi likes to share and pound the desk that they got to stop the run and they're going to need to do that tonight because Jawar Jordan, the tailback for Louisville, is a game-breaker. He is a dynamic runner. He has great speed. Narduzzi has likened him to Israel Abanacanda in terms of his top-end speed and ability to break the big run. The Panthers are going to have to really control the gaps and really do a nice job stopping the run for this, this football game tonight. If they're going to make... Louisville throw the football and try to get after Jack Plummer, the, the quarterback for the Cardinals. But this is a big game, and we're going to detail it top to bottom 
Carlos Zavko, former director of player personnel for the Pitt Panthers, now uh, a personality, a budding rating per- radio personality, does a lot of high school football coverage. He was the founder of the WPIL Insider, but he knows a lot about this foot- Pitt football program. There was a, a huge to-do this week about some blue vase that's in the Pitt facility. It got national coverage, which is surprising to say the least. Carlo will set the record state, as did Pat Narduzzi, on that blue vase. We're also going to talk to Doug Whaley at 845. Carlo Zavko at 825. Doug Whaley, Pitt alum, for, former general manager of the Buffalo Bills, longtime personnel person with the Pittsburgh Steelers and otherwise, and newly, newly hired member of the Alliance 412 team, Chris Bickle. John Pelusi and the Alliance 412 team that handle a lot of Pitt's NIL uh, deals in terms of with their collective. Doug Whaley bringing an interesting perspective to that organization and what he can do for this program. We're going to talk about that, talk about this team, talk about a lot of things. But top of mind is this football game tonight. And homecoming for the Panthers, Darrell Rivas going to be honored tonight, inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But all of that ancillary stuff is only going to be enjoyable if the Panthers can go out and perform. And they're going into a stretch here where, you know, this is certainly, obviously they're, they're a touchdown, touchdown, and, and, a, and a half a point underdog tonight at home against the number 14 team in the country. But I got a feeling they're going to compete in this game and have a chance to win this game. Head to Wake Forest against a Wake Forest team that does not look to be of the ilk of past Wake Forest teams in terms of, particularly on offense, they're struggling. Then you head to South Bend, and Notre Dame's got a big one today against USC. Head to South Bend, come right back, you got Florida State at home. Four of Pitt's last seven opponents are going to be ranked. Now, will they stay ranked? We'll find out. Will Duke have Riley Leonard back? We don't know. But four of Pitt's last seven opponents will be ranked. So they've got an opportunity to do some damage here at the tail end of the season. But they're going to have to play better football. I was the great fortune of Dor- joining Doran Dickerson for the fan morning show on Thursday morning. Nicholas, Nicholas Callis was there as well. And talking about this Pitt team, yeah, are there voids? Are there deficiencies? Absolutely. Is this a transition year? in many ways, with the players that have been lost over the last two seasons? It is. Is that an excuse for what we've seen so far? It is not. It is an explanation in some ways for some of the symptoms we're seeing. But we've really yet to see this team play a clean game. And and with the way they've struggled to move the ball, they can't afford to be penalized, miss tackles, and turn the football over. And that's really where I'm going to start with Christian Veyer. I, I, I think everyone's going to want him to come in and throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns, and that would be great. I would, that would be bonus. What I want to see from Christian Veyer is in and out of the huddle, get to the line, allow you know, this offense to get set, to, to do its pre-snap gyrations, give that offensive line and him a chance to evaluate what's going on in the secondary and with that defense. So they give themselves a chance on every play 
to make sure they have they they're assignment conscious and they're they're on point so they can execute. Too often this season we've seen Pitt rush to the line and have to, you know, struggle to get lined up and snap the ball with one second left in the play clock, which is fine. You know when you're you're taking the air out of the ball at the end of a game. But for a young quarterback at an offensive line that's not exactly experienced, I want to see that operation speed up. I want to see good decisions in the passing game. Get the ball outside to playmakers. Obviously, clean exchanges in the running game. That, that We saw that against North Carolina when Pitt had a chance to get back in that game. And Christian Veyer and Kenny Johnson muffed a jet sweep exchange and was turned over deep in Tar Heel territory. But it's those types of things. And then that will provide the foundation for the big plays for his arm talent to really show through. There's nothing that needs to be forced in this game. And I do think that with a week's preparation, an extra week's preparation, this is the ideal time for him to make his first start. And I'll be very curious to see how Frank Signetti Again, a lot of what you do during our bye week is self-scout and look at tendencies. And I'll be curious to see if this offense looks different. I don't think Christian Veyer's skill set is that much different than Phil Dracovic's. He's probably not as much of a willing runner as Phil Dracovic was or is. But he's just as athletic. He's probably twitchier. And he's got all the arm you need. But whereas with Phil, you felt like coming into the year, you got an experienced player that knows Frank Signetti's offense. Frank knows the plays that Phil liked. Now, what does it look like for Christian? And what does it look like for some of the young talent, young playmakers, and more proven older playmakers? How does that, how does that get manifested into, into this offensive strategy? By far, their most consistent offensive player has been Gavin Bartholomew. By far, so far this season, in terms of consistency and making plays. Bub Meads made one big play. We haven't seen the, the deep ball be as big a part of this offense as it was thought it would be. I'd like to see Kenny Johnson get more work on, work on the offensive side. We, we saw him listed as an or this week and a, a starter alongside Dejon Reynolds. Played more against Virginia Tech, but didn't get targeted. So I'm interested. I'm curious to see how this offense looks with Christian Veyer at the controls. And defensively, this is also a group that's been banged up. Haven't seen Devin Danielson. Bengali Kamara, we hope he'll be back tonight. Not sure. He's been out for a couple weeks since the West Virginia game. But 26 missed tackles last week. That's per pro football focus. And a lot of them were in the backfield. And if you miss tackles against this Louisville team, they'll make you pay. They'll make you pay. And this is a defense that prides itself on fundamentals, execution, and ultimately causing havoc. And we really haven't seen that from this team. We've seen it in, in bits and pieces and moments. But in order to be able to do that, you've got to stop the run. In order to do that, you've got to tackle well. And there's some young talent on that defense, some young guys, that I want to talk to Carlos Zavko about 
Again, he's got the inside angle into the recruitment of these young players. Rasheem Biles, Braylon Lovelace has made plays. We haven't seen much from Jordan Bass yet. Highly touted linebacker recruit, four-star player. You know, on the back end, we've seen Donovan McMillan really come of age. He's still a young player, even though he's a transfer from Florida, but haven't seen Steph Hall back there. We know this defense, We who won the defensive line is going to step up. And if this team's going to make the most of the remaining seven games and press to, to get to a bowl game, which is should be a goal, particularly with the number of young players and uh, that – could use those extra 10 practices. They're going to need some guys to step up. Who might those guys be? I got an idea, but I want to talk to Carlo about it. And Carlo's had some hot takes on Twitter. I'm going to talk to him about that too. We're going to talk about this blue vase as Panthers insider continues. Doug Whaley will join the show at 845. Talking Pitt, Louisville on this rainy Saturday morning, getting you ready for a 630 kickoff. Panthers Insider rolls on after this. Back at it on Panthers Insider, getting you ready for Pitt-Louisville tonight. Pitt taking on the number 14-ranked Louisville Cardinals. But we're bringing the heat now. Bringing the heat with Carlo Zavko, former assistant director of player personnel, founder of the WPIL Insider, an all-around good guy. Carlo Zavko joins the program. Carlo, good morning. Good morning, Pat. You are preaching today, my friend. I'm preaching. Well, you were preaching last night. You got... You know the uh, the KDK AM you know, uh, high school football coverage. You're you're all over the place now, man. What are you up to now that you've uh, you left us down on the south side? <laughs> well, I have a job at uh, in the pharmacy industry right now, full time job. But you know what? I'm loving this media stuff. I'm just saying yes to everything. If somebody will listen to me talk, you know me. I'm going to be talking. So uh, um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this high school football coverage. It's kind of. Uh, Loving what I'm doing. So, yeah, we'll keep up with the Whippeal football coverage. Well, you're also obviously intimately familiar and know this Pitt program, spending a long time in it, uh, getting involved and helping recruit many of the players that are on the roster now. Uh, this week you took to Twitter, or X or whatever it's called now, to dispel some uh, some fallacies about this blue vase. Um, yeah. And uh, I just want to give you a chance here on air once again to set the record straight because you seemed quite passionate about these uh, false rumors about what that blue vase is. I, I, I appreciate you giving me the chance um, to speak on it a little bit more. Just from my side of the story, you know, I was in that program for seven years. I've missed weddings for this program. I put this family over my family, over my friends, as such as everybody else in that program, as you know. For the program to be used as a national punching bag because a reporter gets it wrong, and says and says in theory there's a complaint jar in the middle of the yeah. facility. Myself and there were a lot of former players commenting about yes, it. Yes, there were. They were genuinely pissed off. I wanted to set the record straight. This is far from what Pat Narduzzi's doing. Who did you ask? What is this like? You're wrong. Fix this story. Get it right. It doesn't need to be on the Pat McAfee show. It doesn't need to be on Barstool Sports. It doesn't need to be on the cover of Yahoo. You know, it, it's not a good look. I felt like it was almost kicking a 1-4 team when they're down. Nobody brought up the blue vase when we won 20 games in two years. Nobody brought up the blue vase when, when we won the ACC. 
but you're going to now say, oh, it's a complaint jar in their one in four? Come on, Pat. That, that, I, that doesn't give Pat Narduzzi and that team a fair shake. That really ticked me off. That fired me up. And I wanted to correct the record. And, you know, I'm glad I did it. And I probably look like a little bit of a jerk on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> and guess what? A lot of people reached out to me within that pit program thanking me. And I would say it's more than a lot of people. Uh, I mean, Pat, my phone was blowing up because nobody can really speak on it. They're one in four. They don't want to get into Twitter wars. You know, they yep. just want to work and, and get a win. So I wasn't sure if I should have done it after some people reached out. I'm positive. I should have done it. So I'm uh, glad I did it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to second that, and I'm going to say uh, kudos to you for – for setting the record straight and getting into those battles, those are tough battles to fight sometimes, especially when a when a team isn't playing the way uh, it wants to play. Talking to Carlo Zavko on Panthers Insider, Carlo, a former part of the Pitt football program in the personnel and recruiting department, now uh, coverage here at Odyssey Pittsburgh for KDKA, covering high school football. WPIL Insider on Twitter, uh, all you need to know about high school football in Western Pennsylvania. Carlo has it, but this Pitt team, I don't think any of us saw this coming, Carlo. Um, the start to this season, the struggles they've had uh, offensively, obviously mm-hmm. make a change at quarterback. But in your estimation, and, and you know this better than anybody else, I, I feel like this team has enough talent to compete and win. It's not showing out in the field right now. Do you feel that way? Pat, before the season, I said that there would be some growing pains to Adam Crowley and Dorn on on the fan morning show. I also said they were winning eight, nine games. I said, this is a talented team. They could win 10, but next year is the year that they're competing again for the ACC title. I did not see this one in four-star coming. Nobody in that building saw this one in four-star coming. I can tell you that. Everybody thought that they were going to be rolling. You know, this is a surprise. You know, hey, college football punched them a little bit. Are they going to punch back, or are they just going to lie down and – and, and just let Louisville and Florida State and Notre Dame keep going. I think this team has fight. I know what this program is. I know how tough the program is. They're not going to lie down to anybody. Um, I, I still believe they're going to have a big upset. One or two games that everybody's going to count them out. And maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's at 6.30 tonight against Louisville. Number 14 team in the nation, but I don't know if it'll be tonight or not, but I know this Pat Narduzzi program is talented, and I know, hey, things didn't go right the first five games. I'm not counting them out. I never would count them out, but, uh, but, but I still have a little faith. I don't know if they get to a bowl. Unfortunately, I don't know if they get to a bowl game. That losing to Virginia Tech really hurt me. Yeah. Um, VT's not a good program, as you know, right now. They needed they needed that game, so mm-hmm. I would love to see them right the ship this week. But Jeff Brom's a damn good coach. We'll see. Yeah, it's tough, and when you when you're playing four different offensive lines in your first four games, and obviously injuries have been a problem. I don't think I think everyone wanted uh, Phil Dracovic to play better and and to have more help and and all of that. We'll see what Christian Veyer brings to the table. But I want to talk to you. You know this program. With Kenny Pickett and, and Jordan Addison notwithstanding that 2021 offense and parts of 2020, this program has been built on defense. Uh, that's Pat Narduzzi. That's who he is. Um, yes. You know, and, and, and this was really going to be a transition year on the defensive side of the ball. That's where I, I felt like, okay, this team might have to score some more points to win. Um, they might have to play differently on defense to get pressure on the quarterback. And that's bearing out. But I think we're at the point in the year, Carlo, 
where we're going to start to see some guys that Panther fans didn't see in the first five games that are going to be really good players here. And I'm yeah. looking at that linebacking core in particular. Oh, I'm, me too, man. Uh, I had it circled right here ready for you. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at these young linebackers. And, and t- tell Panther fans some guys. I mean, I, Lovelace, get used to Lovelace, Biles, and Bass is all I have yes. to say. Yes. And, and I want to bring this up because this kind of fires me up too. I feel like a lot of Panther fans don't give Ryan Manilac the the amount of respect he deserves. Number one, as a coach, because he's an unbelievable coach, one of the best on staff. And number two, certainly, certainly as a recruiter. So far, he's brought in Jordan Bass, who, from what I hear, is will be a superstar. He's brought in Braylon Lovelace, who's going to be a freshman All-American. Yep. And Rasheem Biles, who everybody is is saying he's so great. Here he has two block punts already. Those are true freshmen, Pat. In that other class, the class before his first class, he brought in Kyle Lewis, who's doing very, very well. And then not to mention, he got a stroke of misfortune. He brought in Marquand Pope, who in five spring practices was in the two deep, Pat, before having to medically retire, yep. um, which was un- an unfortunate situation all around. So I think Ryan Manilak needs to start uh, – I think he deserves some respect, and I think that he deserves some uh, some leeway with his evaluations. The guy knows what he's seeing. Um, I mean, I think we're looking at a guy who will definitely be a coordinator one day, yep. if not a head coach. So, uh, you know, I, I don't like what I'm seeing about Ryan Manilak online. And, I, and let me tell you this. Let me set the record straight. People are wrong. He's a great coach. Yeah, He's a great coach and great recruiter. Great recruiter, not to mention – not to mention, there's a four-star Whippeo kid at Aliquippa, Cam Lindsey, who is who is committed to the Panthers right now. You you think he didn't have anything to do with that, Pat? Come on, this is a this is a great recruiter. This is a future coordinator, probably future head coach. Time yeah. to show Ryan Manilak. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I I think Carlo, it's it's we've talked about it all year, and you get into the you start to get into brooding a little bit when things aren't going well, and you, you look everybody's a part of the problem. Obviously, when you're not winning, you know this defense it was replacing so much production. Servassier, Dennis in, yeah. in the middle of that defense. Kalaja Kansi, uh, and we can we can quibble about Deslin and Haba. There, there was yeah. so much heart to replace, so many seniors to replace Pat that the offense had to had to be a little bit better than what it was. But um, but I feel great for this defense moving forward. And I'm sure you do as well. I just think they're a year away. I I, I still believe that um, this this one and four start doesn't doesn't deter me from saying, hey, still think we're <laughs> next year's the year we're we're back probably playing in the ACC championship. Well, so, I love it, Carlo, and appreciate you making time this morning. I know you're going to join us on the pregame show tonight. Yeah, I'm so you're you, you, the pregame show for the first you're, time. You're you're all over the place. Keep up the really good work, man. Uh, appreciate you and. Uh, you ever need anything, shout, okay? Appreciate it, Pat. Enjoy the show. There he goes, Carlo Zavko. Carlo, you know, when I go down to the facilities, one of my favorite people to to talk to because of his passion. You can just hear it. Um, and now he's kind of Carlo unchained, unhinged on uh, Twitter. And, and you know what? No one has Pitt football's best interest at heart more than him. And he makes some really good points. Um <laughs> One and four is hard to stomach. It is really hard to stomach for me. I'm I'm hoping to heck it's two and four after tonight, and it's a it's going to be a steep hill to climb tonight. Got to play well. 
But this is a Louisville team that can be beaten. This is a Louisville team that has not looked great in every game they've played. They looked great last week against Notre Dame. Did not look great beating NC State 13-10. Did not look good in a tight ball game with Indiana um, earlier in the season. This is a team that can be that can be beaten. But I think if we look at this more broadly, this was going to be a transition year. This was going to be a year where it's always a matter of how quickly and smoothly the transition can go. I think a transition year sometimes uh, has a negative connotation as if it's kind of a punt. You know, it's, uh, oh, it's going to be a rough one because they're losing guys. No, a transition year can mean, hey, the transition and who is making plays for you. And for, unfortunately, the, the Panthers haven't had enough guys step up and make plays. They haven't at times called plays for guys to make. Uh, they haven't done a good job from a discipline standpoint. There's been a lot of a lot of warts on this team. But it's not to say that the foundation of this program isn't strong. Yeah, the foundation of your program can be strong and you can have a bad year. And the question becomes then how do you build it from there? How do you rebuild and reload? And if it, if it is a, a down year, how do you make the most of it from the standpoint of competing and going to win ball games, but also find out something about yourself? And I think that's, you know, if you're a fan out there that is contemplating going to the game, and I think this is probably where some of the frustration was rooted with Phil Dracovic and so on, is if you're a fan out there, you want to go to the game, you know this team isn't, you know, right now is not competing for an ACC championship. Crazier things have happened, but they're not competing for an ACC championship right now on, uh, on paper for sure. But you want to see, you want to find out, and I think the staff will never say this, but they want to find out, who do we got? Who are we going to win a championship with next year? How do we build this thing? How do we use the remaining seven games, every practice, to develop and to maintain our culture but develop our young players, the guys that are going to be back next season, while giving our seniors and our veterans the proper send-off? And that's what excites you about coming to the game, about watching this team, is watching guys like Braylon Lovelace and Jordan Bass and Rasheen Biles you know, watching Kenny Johnson, watching Christian Vare, watching B.J. Williams play right guard or left guard, wherever he's slotted, watching Ryan Bear grow up at right tackle. I mean, that, that kid's got a chance to be a pro. You know, continuing to watch Gavin Bartholomew become a leader of this team. There's seven games for this team to continue to grow and for this program to mold the, the next crop of players. And we're going to talk to a, a, a gentleman next that ha knows a lot about programs and talent and evaluation and building teams. And that is Doug Whaley, former general manager of the Buffalo Bills, currently a senior VP with the uh, XFL, which is now with the USFL. And he's joining the Alliance 412 team as the senior advisor of player administration. We're going to talk to him about what that means. We're going to talk to him about the importance of name, image, and likeness, and what Alliance 412 is doing in strengthening this pitfall football program. And I can tell you, as someone that works in the athletic department, as, as important as what we do with facilities and, and, right, and providing scholarships and all the things we do for our student-athletes, in the world we are living in, we are incredibly fortunate to have Alliance 412 and to have the, the NIL opportunities for Pitt student-athletes are absolutely critical. They're going to be even more critical moving forward as we progress into 
into 2024 and, and that season because obviously this is going to be a team that is is regardless they win the remaining seven games and go eight and four that would be a huge win but this is this is a team where ten, nine ten eleven wins is the expectation anything less than that is a disappointment and evaluating and managing your roster in today's game is different than it's ever been. We're going to talk to Doug Whaley about that, talked about what he sees for this pit team and much, much more. Panthers Insider, back to you after this break. Panthers Insider on 93.7 The Fan, brought to you by PGT Trucking, driven by PGT Trucking, PJ Dick Trumbull, Lindy Paving, Beaver County Automotive. On this rainy Saturday, Pitt will take on number 14 Louisville this Saturday night, 6.30 p.m., We'll be on the pregame show at 4.30. And new to the team, but not new to Odyssey Pittsburgh, not new to 93.7 The Fan Wednesdays with Whaley on the Fan Morning Show, Doug Whaley. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Uh, it's rainy, but it's a fall Saturday, and it's a Pitt football weekend, so uh, everything's right in the world, right? That's right, Doug. That's right. It's great to have you this morning, and uh, congratulations to you. want to talk to you. Uh, Alliance 412 uh, announced – about a week, a week and a half, two weeks ago now that you are the uh, new senior advisor of player administration, um, I know it's an opportunity for you to give back uh, to the university and to work with Chris Bickle and John Pelusi and that group. But but explain to me kind of what this role w- will eventually morph into with Alliance 412. Well, I, it, when you, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the program and, and let people know what we are doing at Alliance 412. And when you look at, take a step back and look at the grand scope of college athletics now, there are two parts of college athletics that weren't around five years ago and definitely 10 years ago. And it's really a lot of it goes to roster retention, which transfer back in the day wasn't as prevalent as the transfer portal. We're going to try to get Doug back. We've got some. Uh... Technical difficulties with his connection. Want to make sure we get this loud and clear. Perhaps Doug can move to it. He's not going to go outside because it's pouring rain, but get to a different area of the house. But Doug Whaley, named a Senior Advisor of Player Administration for Alliance 412. Alliance 412, the preferred collective of Pitt Athletics, and uh, announced a team deal with the football team earlier this year. They've We've seen uh, content they produce. The Oakland Originals uh, obviously is uh, – Prominent on Twitter and Instagram and uh, doing a lot of content, custom content for these student athletes as they, in this world of name, image, and likeness, can now profit off of the things they do with brand deals and so forth. And Doug, let, let's go yeah. back. Let's go back. And you were explaining to us this this role and uh, and more broadly uh, where college athletics are and, and how you'll fit in with, um, with that process. Yeah, sorry about that. So uh, back in the day, you always had recruiting. You're still going to have recruiting. But now you have uh, a big emphasis on roster retention, which, again, like I said, there were some transfers, but it wasn't as prevalent as the portal now. And lastly, it's almost like it's a year-to-year thing where you have to really be able to allocate dollars and make sure that this recruiting process is on level par with your competitors. So that's where you come in with Alliance 412 and Chris Bickle, I have to give credit to him, to Heather Light and Coach Narduzzi to understand that. And when you really take a step back and look at it, college athletics is morphing more into pro sports. So you really have to kind of look at it through a pro sports lens 
And with their idea of that and understanding of that, they reached out to me and said, well, you've done this before. Really, in the end of it, it's it's the management of player administration, which means management of your resources to make sure you invest them in the right players to get a return on investment and get pick football program where we all know it will be and needs to be and where we want it to be. And I'm just happy and excited that they saw the, the grand picture and thought of me knowing that I'm a pit alum and would be willing to come back and help to get this and, and navigate these new waters that are uncharted. Yeah, they are uncharted. And, uh, you know, in, in, in my daily work and obviously working with, uh, with donors and fans and season ticket holders that contribute and support the university, um, you see over time that the importance of NIL uh, probably has never been more significant. Um, do you see that to be the case that, that as we move forward, NIL will become an increasingly more important part of the, not only, um, the, the, um, the value proposition for current players, but also in the, from the recruiting standpoint. No doubt about it. And, and what it does is, and I know a lot of people like it, dislike it, or you're blah on it. It is where we are today, and the thing, though, that I can see that is a positive, especially for younger players, they are understanding people coming out of high school or first-year players or when you start getting this NIL deals, you start understanding the business aspect of it. And I think in the end it will start teaching these players to think as a business person because in the end, you know this as well as I do, Pat, your body is your corporation, and you got to try to maximize that earning potential as soon as possible. And this is a vehicle for players to understand that they can maximize their, their earning potential because injuries can happen and your career could be over tomorrow. But it starts, like I said, thinking about business. Okay, I can earn this, but with that comes responsibility of paying taxes. And it starts to, that life skill chapter in your life that a lot of times didn't happen until after you got out of college. So I think that's one of the positives we can take from this new era of college athletics. Talking to Doug Whaley, Senior Advisor of Player Administration, also Senior Vice President of Player Personnel for the XFL, former GM of the Buffalo Bills, longtime uh, personnel player in pro football and Pitt alum, proud Pitt man. So let's dig into this a little bit then. I mean, from a football standpoint, you know, you, how much does your experience as an NFL GM translate into how how Alliance Four One Two will will work in the landscape of of managing pit football? Because is it, you said it's turning into a pro. Is is there that much of a difference? I think it is, and I think what my major role, and I think when we were talking, what I felt I could bring to the table is connecting the vision of players from the coaching staff and personnel staff like Graham and his team, they give us a vision of their player. And then we in Alliance 412 have the capability of being able to price the correct value. And when vision meets value, that's when I think you can, that's our plan to be able to maximize that, 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 that coffer that we have in Alliance 412 and the NIL deal. So just like in any business, you want to get a high return on investment. And when both sides and everybody in this uh, lexicon of what we're trying to accomplish are working together and saying the same thing and on the same page, but most importantly, 
connecting that vision and value, then that's when you're going to be able to make tremendous strides in this uh, arena. And especially because it's really uncharted and new, let's pave our own path and have people saying, oh, look at Alliance 412 and how they did it. Let's copy that because it's a successful model. And when I was in the NFL, we had our most successful drafts, not when we were asking the coaches to let's break down this player and tell me his strengths and weakness. It was, hey, where does he fit on this team? And then we as personnel guys, since we saw the entire draft or the entire free agency class, we could say, well, if that's the vision, here's the value we need to put on it. And I think that's the, the most important thing I can bring and what we want to accomplish with my role at Alliance 412. Well, Doug, man, we appreciate you you struggling through the connection issues, you know, yeah. powering through it and and bringing your perspective. Anyone that wants to support Alliance 412, they, they need your support. It's a critical component of what we're doing. Alliance412.com, various membership uh, options. And, and, Doug, appreciate you joining the program this morning. We'll see you uh, around the facility, and uh, let's get a win tonight. Let's get a win. I think it's a, it's a great time for us to get a win coming off a of bye get a spark with a new quarterback. They just came off their Super Bowl, beat Notre Dame. I think this is a time when Pitt can shock and tell people that we are on our way back to where we need to be. We appreciate it, Doug, and I hope you're right, right. man. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. Thanks. There he goes, Doug Whaley. Senior Advisor of Player Administration, Alliance 412, and appreciate his perspective. Uh, Pitt, very fortunate. Alliance 412, very fortunate. It's a very deft move by Chris Bickle to bring in someone with his experience because uh, there are a lot of schools out there. Louisville notwithstanding, I have my charts in front of me, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and highlight a couple people. You look at them on offense, Jamari Thrash receiver transfer, Jaden Thompson receiver transfer, Kevin Coleman receiver transfer, Jimmy Calloway receiver transfer from Tennessee. They got another transfer from Murray State, transfer tailback from Wisconsin, Jack Plummer quarterback, Purdue, Cal, um, it's, and I'm sure they had to, uh, to secure and retain some players from last year. You look at defensively, Ashton Gelati, uh, number nine, six and a half sacks on the year defensive end for the Louisville Cardinals is uh, leading the ACC. So, uh, you'll watch Colorado lose in incredible fashion to Stanford last night down Stanford down 29, nothing at halftime, but Colorado obviously turned over its whole roster. There's schools of thought where you're going to go and. You know, the teams are basically going and flipping rosters from year to year. I'm not going to say buying teams, but we all know what goes into it. Um, that hasn't been the philosophy uh, for Pitt football, but this this avenue of NIL and the transfer portal, uh, it makes success hard to maintain. Uh, you, can, you can rise and you can fall fast, uh, but it is an avenue, and Pitt is fortunate to have Alliance 412 at their hip helping out in this effort to continue to make Pitt football a prominent, prominent player in the college game. But they're going to be prominent tonight. they got to beat Louisville. And they're going to do it at 6.30, Akershire Stadium. Weather forecast, I keep refreshing. It's not changing much. It's going to rain most of the day. Hopefully, there'll be some clearing later, 8 o'clock-ish, um, into the second quarter of this Pitt versus Louisville game. But this is a game that uh, it was critical for the Panthers. Every single one of them from here on out will be. And I'm not even talking about winning, winning out or making a bowl game. Go play well tonight. Go out there and execute. And I think this is a team they can beat. Uh, but it's going to take a quality effort. They're going to stop the run. Jawar Jordan is a really good player running back for Louisville. Keep your eye on him. Gelati, they got to keep him in, in check. 
and this Louisville defense in check. Watching them play Notre Dame, they are, they are going to stack the box, and they are going to make Christian Veyer try to beat them through the air. And obviously that will be made more difficult by the conditions. But football is not a game that you play or cancel games because it's raining. So we're going to head out there, and we're going to get this thing done tonight. 6.30 kickoff, 4.30 pregame show. Bill Hillgrove on the call, back in the booth for play-by-play. Looking forward to a great football game tonight. Have a great Saturday. Stay dry and hail to pit.